That's, that's how Kevin Smith starts his podcast. He's like, hey, kids. But then, like, his fans are there and they go, hey, but that's, we don't, it's not for us. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Have fans. We could call Josh back in and just have him cheer for us, but it, it would be hollow. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Movie Blues epilogue, season two. The. Uh, we've reached the end, folks. Um, after a staggeringly, staggeringly doubled to almost tripled amount of content from season one, we uh, spit our way through a fucking million episodes. I'm going to just thank Dan Enden right off the bat for That's me. That's coming me. up with the remote potting thing, which he... Are put, you finally proud, Dad? She pushed on me many times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I accept it, and it's probably how we'll do this uh, from here on out. Sometimes. Sometimes. I feel like there will be the occasions where we should do it together. Obviously, when we go and see a movie in theaters next season, we'll be able to fucking hang I out. I like reality. and miss doing it together. I just feel that having this as an option, that sounds, if we can get this to sound equally or close to equally as good, it gives us a lot of flexibility to have steady stream of content. Whereas yeah. last season, there were a lot of like three-week gaps and shit like this. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Where we, we can just be rolling. like, hey, you free on a Tuesday? Let's bang something out real quick. And again, we're not promising you that it's going to be the same amount of content next time or the frequency. I assure you that if the plague ends, like, this podcast is done. If the plague ends, (laughs) this podcast is done. Because both Dan and I are going to have our significant other's book shit for the next two and a half years as soon as it's over. Right, exactly. I'm going to be hiking for the next three years. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about um, season two um, as a whole, and then we're going to move on to some other topics. But let's right off the bat... um, talk about season two where we went how we did what our best highest rated movie was what our lowest lowest rated movie was um and uh you know as per usual i'm sitting in front of the gorgeous movie blues season two yeah uh, poster board that's what i miss yeah um do you want me to hold it up for you while we have this chat (laughs) i'm fine um so uh our first movie that we did this season was jay and silent bob reboot oh i forgot to mention dan what we're going to do here it's actually an activity more than just sucking our own dicks um we are going to add three points to any one film and take away two points to any one film's cumulative score. So you and I separately... I add three to Speed Racer. You and I add separately... (laughs) (laughs) All right, the activity is now over. (laughs) It should have been except Speed Racer. (laughs) Uh, No, because I know you're going to take two from Speed Racer. (laughs) I can't have it. Add three points to any film and take two points away. So each one of us gets that opportunity as we go along. Um, Okay. So first we got Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, I I can't believe that was the first one man. that seems so recently that seems recent to you to me it seems like a fucking eon ago well i had to watch it twice that's true no i had to watch it three times well uh, are you counting the time that you were jerking off from front to back or i'm talking about the time that it was like four in the morning and it was my birthday and you're like what will make me most sad right now i, I was like <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, I haven't seen that. And I was like, yeah, we can watch that because surely I don't have to pay attention. And then I did. And then I was sad. (laughs) You could just you thought you could just put something on that ruins your childhood on in the background and let it just play. No, sir. Yeah. 
<laughs> You'll be drawn in. <laughs> take copious amounts of dabs. Dan, you gave that a six point. Oh no, wait. You gave it a, gave it a seven point one. I gave it a six point seven. Uh, that led to a combined thirteen point eight. How do you feel about that now? I gave that a seven point one. Yes. No, I don't agree with that. I think your score is probably more accurate. Six seven. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to the next episode, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> Neither of us were too impressed with this, but it, I guess you were more impressed than I was. You gave it a 6.9. Nice! And I, I gave it a 6. I watched it again. Did you? When? Yeah. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Thoughts? Prayers? The same. Same. It's fine. Disjointed? I, I think... Good in pieces? If it weren't for the final scene, the movie would be substantially lower than a 6.9. I saw the movie studio that put it out, put out a clip an official clip of um, um, the scene where Brad Pitt fights Bruce Lee um, and it was like Brad Pitt fights Bruce Lee once upon a time in Hollywood and I, I just looked at it and I was like god damn how misleading is this like to someone who's never seen the movie right. to think that this is a movie in which like you're going to get scenes as amazing as Brad Pitt fist fighting Bruce Lee and throwing him face first into a car and yet the rest of the movie doesn't have anything like that yeah. or anything nearly as entertaining as that the movie <laughs> is just obscenely disjointed and I like you know, there's a lot of times throughout my life and throughout this podcast where something that's becoming like a culturally impactful thing, I don't quite get why it is such or like I have a disagreement with like the general population. And I know this movie was polarizing, but like across the board still, this movie was like critically lauded and got like, like was a total awards darling. And I just don't see it. I don't see how it, 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 like besides Jackie Brown, it's the most boring Tarantino movie, and it's far and away the most disjointed Tarantino movie. I see and it's it as far as, and away the most needlessly long and meandering Tarantino movie. I see it as a success from a visual acting, uh, and of course, like cinematography and directing yeah, and, point and of like, view, and like a feat point of view. But as a writing and editing point of view uh it leaves yeah, so much to be desired zero restraint all right anyone who wants to hear us continue to trash it just go back what and was listen my to score that for that uh 6.9 mm. you thinking about taking one down well i i, I don't and again take, you you don't, don't want to take, take two, two down po- no but you don't have to you could take a half a point oh, off I have you've a got spread. two I have points to spend okay. on degrading whatever you want yeah i think i'm i'm gonna take once upon time of Hollywood down to a six. Okay, so that leaves you with a. Uh, that leaves me with one point one point one still to spend on a, on a future trashing. Yeah. <laughs> on saving Speed Racer. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't think I'm going to do Speed Racer. We'll see. I, I I we need to see what these scores are more like. Yeah. Um, next on the Movie Blues podcast, we headed with our favorite uh, guest ever, Jay. To shout out Jay, a good friend of mine, uh, to the movie theater to see Sonic. In uh, what I think was the last theater movie you and I saw together before the world fucking ended. Um, And uh, I gave that a 5.5 and found it to be an extremely unmemorable, boring, just like product placement. Yeah, what did I give that? Riddled mess. Dan, you gave Sonic a (laughs) 7. I enjoyed it at the time, but I have no desire to rewatch yeah, it. I'm pretty neither. sure my argument was that I give it a seven in the scheme of children's movies. Yeah, it's just better than bad. Like it, I, it was good enough to be considered okay. Yeah, which I is a like, seven in terms of what it yeah, could have been. Yeah, I, 
I, I want to save my 1.1, but I, 7 is probably generous. I give that a 5.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I, I, realistically, I, I'd say I'd give that a 5. Probably. I know what movie I want to take away score from. Okay, well, let's get there soon. Hold on. Right. Next up, we moved on to a treasured American classic, the film Grind. Um, <laughs> uh, I gave that a stunning and brave 0.0. Um Dan, you gave that a three, uh, thus leading the cumulative score. Hold, let me do the math here. To three. Um, I want to give all three of my positive points to Grind. Dan is going to give all three of his positive points now to Grind. Uh, <laughs> was this the plan? I mean, <laughs> no. I um, I, I allowed. I listened back to that episode, and I allowed your constant negativity wow. to impact me. I really like the movie Grind. All right, okay, so, uh, all right, Dan's using his three points given to any film to grind. Um, Thus bringing grind's cumulative score to a six, to which I will take one point away and bring it down to a five. (laughs) Wait, so you're giving it a negative one? Uh, Yes, I'm going to now give grind a negative one, uh, even though the the purpose of the exercise is to take away from the cumulative, but Dan, if you want to look at it like I'm now giving it a negative one, then yes, I'm now giving it a negative 1.0, thus bringing it down to a five for for the full season. So just to be clear, you think that grind was worse than yoga hosers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've I've seen yoga hosers twice. All right, you're a fucking moron. Let's go. I love how hating grind makes me a moron. <laughs> no, no, no. Hating grind more than than yoga, yoga hosers. hosers. I mean, yoga hosers like just for having like semi horror elements and a couple laughs puts it above grind. I did not laugh once in grind basic. on purpose. Yeah, it is basic. You're right. You got me. <laughs> that does make me basic. Basic. Um, let's move on. Um, Where's we, the trigger? Then we kind of hit the un- semi unmemorable, but uh, still pretty good movie. Uh, the Hunt. Um, I gave that a 7.75, which I would probably realistically say is like a 7, and you gave it a 7, so that that make, that tracks. Um, again, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was saying that I needed to take away from, but I thought I rated it better than a 7. Seven's fine. Yeah, seven's fine. Again, really fun little like horror farce. It's definitely good for a rental and a night of boredom. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it could have been more scathing. It could have been more interesting, but that's kind of my criticism of most things on Earth, so whatever. Um, yeah. Then we moved on to something good for once and watched Cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what compelled me to give... I think I remember giving Cats a three just for, like, solely because it involved thousands of people to put together. And just anything that involves thousands of people to put together might be worth three points out of ten. Uh, but yeah, I gave Cats a 3.1. Uh, you gave it a 1.0, <laughs> which brings it to a 4.1. Beautiful. Do I have any points to take away still? Um, Lester! Didn't you have, what, 1.1, or was that... Yeah. Yeah, you I'm, have 1.1. All right, let's see where this goes. I might need to get rid of Cats. You want to take point one off Cats? Just, just to, I liked... Because right now it's at a 4.1. Because I gave zero to... Uh, the James Bond picture we just watched, mm-hmm. and I for sure enjoyed that more than Cats. Right. Okay. Interesting. So I think I have to bring Cats down to a zero, which, like, not only did I not... Like, James Bond, I hated it because I was bored and it was, like, racist and offensive, whereas Cats, like, <laughs> wasn't racist and still was somehow offensive. 
Cats was not even about human beings and still would manage to be very, yeah, very like to offensive. My, to my core, like, stuck with me for months. Yeah, me too. You know, now that I think back on it, it really was, like, really was an experience to have watched that movie. I am Cursing film. not really going to check that one out again. So, yeah. um, uh, moving on, we then did FF. And also, I think I gave it one because I gave it one just because it spawned Dame Judy Drenched. Yeah, that, I mean, honestly, that's that's a one. That's a hard one. <laughs> Just the, the fact that we came up with the term Dame Judy Drenched is, that's a one. That's a one. And I don't know who came up with that. You? Yeah. I think you. No, that was, uh, I came up you with, came up with Judy Drenched, but, but you added it. the Dame aspect. Yeah, and then I said it like 45 <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, uh, Fast and Furious 4, I, oh my god, I hated that movie. I thought that that was about as, like, my thoughts on Fast and Furious 4 are kind of the way you felt watching Bond last night is the way I felt watching FF4. So boring. It just like. Yeah, I, I enjoyed FF4. It depleted me. And uh, for anybody wondering, we're going to be coming back strong with Fast 5, baby. That might be season 3 premiere. I think it's got to be in a few weeks. It's Par- been apparently killing it's incredible. me not to watch. Hobbs and Shaw. It's killing me not to watch all of these movies. I'd like to see more of them. Like, they are so stupid. I, I really am enjoying... What if we made, like, a side podcast strictly about Fast and the Furious and we really, like, did deep dives? I'm not doing... I'm not putting any further... I won't put any more effort into Fast and Furious than I already have. Yeah, that, that's fair. That would be like if I asked you to get, like, a Roger Moore tattoo at this point. We're just not there. <laughs> Um, Only one of us has paid to go on the Fast and Furious ride at Universal. I mean, I technically paid, but more volunteered once I got there. (laughs) I didn't specifically pay for that. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, we did The Lodge. Uh, I gave that a 7.5, and Dan gave that a 7. I don't remember you thinking it was as good as that. but um, Yeah, I think I want to take away a .5 from that. Ooh, okay. So that puts you down to, what, a .6? Yeah, because ultimately because... The movie was enjoyable until the twist, which was just pure dog shit. I thought the twist was the only interesting thing about it, only in the fact that they did it so poorly that it it made the movie illogical and completely insane, and I I liked it for that. Yeah, no, I don't (laughs) care for that film. Let's move on to things that Dan doesn't hate. Uh, Our next episode was Speed Racer, uh, Mm. to which uh, I gave a point two, which is generous (laughs) considering... Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. I bumped it up, remember? (laughs) Originally, originally it was a zero, and I bumped it up to a point two. Uh, And Dan gave an 8.75, stunning and brave, thus bringing it up to 8.85. Dan, how are we feeling about the scores now? Now you got point six. Uh, left to take away, to take away and you have nothing to, to give. Yeah, so in reality, I would probably bring it up to a nine, but I don't, I can't do that, so I'm good. Okay, what do I have? Nothing. No, I have, ha- I have everything. You have everything. I'm gonna take. Well, no, you've been you've been like arbitrarily being like, eh, that's probably not fair. It's probably more like a seven. But yeah, that's like that's that's different than using the points. That's just kind of like reactionary, like how okay. I feel about it at, at this current moment. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna knock one off of. Let me. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, I I was thinking to knock another one off it part two, but I already gave it a six point nine. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna take one off Speed Racer. Uh, You already gave it a point two. I'm gonna give it a negative. (laughs) Negative one point two. You literally Thus texted me saying, you down. literally were like, I need to improve my score to Speed Racer. That was unfair. That was a gag. 
Um, and um, uh, thus bringing Speed Racer down to 7.85 uh, cumulative. Uh, thus bringing Dan Endon's <laughs> possibility for killing me or himself today up to a 10.5 <laughs> out of a cool 7. Um, I just, like, would rather <laughs> host a podcast with someone with, like, like an acuity for film eye. Are you kidding me? This is, like, from the guy who's, who said mise-en-scene wrong on our podcast. You're saying I don't have film eye? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Dan? I went to film school. Like, we're not yeah, doing this. We're not doing this. You're holding up garbage. Stuff. This is the one time that you attack me for having good opinions or bad, and you were, you have to do it while you're talking about Speed Racer, which is hallowed garbage. <laughs> uh, no, it's not hallowed garbage. A movie that, as like, 98% of people on Earth hate. No, upon retrospect, <laughs> everyone loves it. Wrong, and the critics I, are... I don't appreciate you knocking my film ability, sir. We'll have to talk about that more later on season three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. You think you're some sort of expert because you pay for the Criterion app? Please. <laughs> You've probably seen one-eighth of the films I have and have done 2% of the critical thought that I have on it. It's been my life's interest, so I will not take your comments towards me being an idiot for thinking that Speed Racer of all films was bad. No, thank you, sir. Number one most underrated film of the 2000s. As Episode 11, Death Becomes Her. I gave a 9.5, and Dan gave a 7.6, which he rated lower than Speed Racer. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm good with that. He's good with that. Um, uh, that was a cumulative 17.1, which was almost our highest score, but it did not end up happening. Um... Uh, it Chapter 2 and Dr. Sleep were our next endeavors. Um, uh, whatever I give It Chapter 2, I want to use the rest of my point six to lower that. Dan's now going to lower his 4 to a <laughs> okay, 3.4. Um, I am going to... I was thinking about knocking one off It Part 2 as well. Um... But considering your current attitude, I'm going to go back up to Speed Racer and knock another full point off, thus bringing it down to 6.85, because apparently I'm someone who doesn't understand film, so I might as well continue to make bad choices. Um, that's now down to a 6.85 uh, for the cumulative for the season. Um, and I am out of negative points to give, but I'm going to give a positive point to it part two, just out of spite, thus bringing it up to a 7.9. <laughs> and canceling out Dan's .6 redaction to the score. Uh, <clears throat> moving on, we uh, then I'll covered... i back and give three points to crawl. <laughs> uh, then we moved on to the faculty, which uh, I gave a 7.75, and Dan gave an 8, which I think that's pretty sound, right? Yeah, I'm good with that. I think we're good with that. Um, moving on, our uh, least controversial episode of this season was Soul Dan. Um <laughs> <laughs> aka the beginning of the end and um i gave that movie a zero um dan did you did you give that movie a two uh i might have i don't know i think you did but i can't remember why uh it has a cumulative of two um I don't know what those two points were for. Maybe just like um, for James Earl James Earl Jones's suits, and his like tweed suits. Julia Louis Dreyfus. 
Oh yeah, being hot. No wait, that was me. Yeah, that was you. Two points for her being hot. I'm still yeah. cool with that. Yeah. Opinion has not changed on that. Um, so yeah, uh, our final episode, we ended up with Live and Let Dan. Um, and uh, Dan, you gave that, what did you end up on here from your flim flaming? Yeah, so in the episode I gave it a zero, but realistically it can't be worse than Yoga Hosers, so I'm going to give it a one. Can't be worse than Yoga Hosers, down to a one. Um, okay, I, I, I gave it a 6.0, no, or a five. What did I say, five? I think you a five. Gave, no, you gave it a five in the course of film history. Yeah, you gave it like a, a 6.5 6. out of Bond movies. Yeah, out of Bond movies, which are all garbage. So it's like kind of rating garbage against garbage. Not really going to let myself go to court over that one. So, uh, yeah, 6.0 uh, against Dan's one now. So 7.0, thus making the winner of this season in terms of sheer content and appreciation, Dr. Sleep with a 17.5. Does that make Live and Let Die ahead of Speed Racer? Well, Live and Let Die gave a six. I mean, uh, Speed Racer, oh, uh, against Speed Racer, which has a 6.85, and Live and Let Dan has a... 6.0. 6.0. Yes. No, no, a 5.0. So yes, it does. Um, so your favorite movie is not as bad as a completely racist piece of garbage from the 70s. Good job. Great. And um, <laughs> the highest rated movie of the season was Dr. Sleep. And the lowest rated movie of the season was, I guess, Grind. <laughs> what a travesty that is. Yeah. Just as your favorite movie wins in the rental zone, your second favorite movie is kind of struggling on the podcast, but that's okay. Yeah, so let's talk about the rental zone. <laughs> okay, Dan, would you like to lead this discussion? Um, if you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance that you operate within the movie blues rental zone if you don't you're missing out on all sorts of activities um up to and including being chastised by me mm-hmm. um we've been doing this bracket tournament which um dan, i've been getting chastised by dan all day and it feels great so please chip in if you're interested <laughs> yeah dan aptly named the the bracket tournament for the biggest blockbuster while uh-huh. proceeding to include a bunch of films that by no measure could be considered blockbusters a bunch they're being really, one they're really just movies he likes um throughout this there have been a lot of it's it's been far and away the best discourse we've seen in the rental zone a lot of interaction a lot of engagement it's been a lot of fun people are looking forward to it um even uh i discovered that cat is on the rental zone because i looked over at her phone and saw her looking at the image with um (laughs) the the two people having sex while the man is looking at the bracket tournament and who do you think invited cat to the rental zone I assume it was you. Hun, one hundo, baby. Yeah. Um, so, so thank you for that. You're welcome. And um, hi, cat. If you're listening. Just throughout, she's not. No way. Um, and not happening. But throughout, there have been a handful. There's been a lot of debate, and there have been there have been a handful of opinions that I found to be pretty egregious. So I, I, I said from the beginning it would be funny. Initially, the idea was to make a bracket of participants in the bracket based on their opinions, but that seemed like a lot of work. So I just wanted to take some choice highlights of like the most absurd things taken throughout this bracket tournament. Okay, now we're having a guy with terrible opinions point out terrible opinions. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, so um, Joe Ferrara said... Oh, God. Hold on. Let me go, let me go take a 45-minute nap while you read all these. 
<laughs> Joe Ferrara it's said. It's enough to fill up a book. Fight Club made 100.9 million compared to Lebowski's 46.7 million. Less than a couple Robert Rodriguez films that aren't considered blockbusters. Therefore, Fight Club must win. You know, misguided, not the most egregious. Well, I mean, but it plays into what you were saying that I picked movies that weren't blockbusters. That's true. All right. Um, so Joe, you and Joe Ferreira seem like you kind of get along at this point. Yeah. Joe Ferreira said, <laughs> I fall asleep during Pulp Fiction every time. Okay, maybe this is where you two part ways. <laughs> Joe Ferrara said, there are way better Uma F- Thurman films than Pulp Fiction. There aren't. Joe Ferrara said, <laughs> there aren't. Pulp Fiction is no a No discussion hype- to be had there, okay? Go ahead. Pulp Fiction is a hype train shock that fucks up teenage boys' heads as they're coming of age. It's not a great film. Cool, 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 cool. Joe Ferrara said, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and From Tusk Till Dawn. Oh, I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and From Dusk Till Dawn more than Pulp Fiction. That uh, haunted me in my sleep. Continue. Yeah. Joe Ferrara said, Planet Terror is better than Pulp Fiction. All right, I'm Dan Lyons. <laughs> Joe Ferrara said, I really liked Godzilla 2014. Oh, oh, that one's personal for you. <laughs> Joe Ferrara said... Oh, wait, I said that too. <laughs> Joe Ferrara said, Logan is bad because Hugh Jackman is short. Oh, yeah, that oh, dude, that one was amazing. <laughs> that one really lit my fuse good. Joe Ferrara said, If there isn't some Fast and Furious films in the next bracket, I'm leaving this group. Yeah, oh my God, that was him too, right? <laughs> Joe Ferrara said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to Joe Ferrara said, starring <laughs> two Dans who don't know him personally. <laughs> Joe Ferrara said, I like The Matrix Reloaded more than part one. Oh, yeah, he did say that, too. Oh, my God. You really collected all the gems, my dude. Th- that's it. That's all the negative opinions I found. To Joe Ferrara, <laughs> salute, my brother. Respect. <laughs> Everything you said was wrong as hell. But that's the whole point of this podcast. We're both equally wrong. No matter who's picking on who, we're both wrong. But we're not as wrong as you, my dude. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking wrong. <laughs> you are like, you're like wrong as hell. Yeah, you're way off. Um, any other comments about uh, people we want to assassinate on the uh, old bracket discussion yeah. here? Joe Ferrara said, 2014 Biscuits, pretty strong. <laughs> Was that real? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a real quote? Not in the bracket, you just, but I'm are you just saying? Are you just saying the worst, most inflammatory statements you can think of and putting Joe Ferrara said I, I, in front I'm, of I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I've seen it around. Like Joe Ferrara said, Jews, the destruction of the Jews is the final solution. Yeah, Joe Ferrara said Schindler's List didn't go far enough. In condemning Joe, the Jews yeah, Joe for Ferrara, their misdeeds. Joe Ferrara said, life is beautiful was um, really problematic in its positive spin on things. Um, <laughs> this, is, oh, this is a deeply problematic section we're doing here. I love this segment. Um, <laughs> um, about the next bracket, people, if you're listening to this and you want to know what's coming next, well, first of all, the Movie Blues podcast is going to take a little break. I'm thinking, like, maybe a month. 
what do you think, Dan? Like four weeks to like yeah, start feels, rejiggering, thinking yeah, about what we're doing. You know, do it's next. the end of summer. Not, not that we're allowed yeah. to do anything summer related, right? But, like, but I'd Dan like and pretend. I again are going to be tortured for the rest of the summer. So uh, until, <laughs> <laughs> until that ends, uh, just you know, get get hip with the backlog. Start looking into our shit. Start looking forward to the next uh, series of brackets and um, throw out some ideas. No ideas. I won't be taking any suggestions. Uh, the only <laughs> suggestions I've decided to take are from Dan, uh, which I'm sure he'll never appreciate. But Dan is going to swoop in with his own bracket. Uh, so mm. get ready, Rental Zone. Dan, mm. you want to talk a little bit about uh, your bracket? I don't because I haven't decided which one. Okay. Um, I've been wor- I've been working. I'm, I'm I'm working on some art. I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little tasteful with so it. So you don't need me to mock up all the shit you're gonna do. No it? no 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 not at all. Oh you're gonna do it. Oh yeah. this is beautiful. Um, yeah. Dan, do you want to do one bracket or a full two sider? With this. I want to do a full two sider. Okay. Well, Dan Endon's coming in with the full two sider. It um, might be it might be a situation of like one bracket being like shitty 90s comedies and the next bracket being shitty 2000s comedies that would be genius i think you just came up with your bit there my dude um and then those will battle our uh, main brackets of the quote unquote blockbuster yeah. battle invariably battle. joe ferrara will only vote for 80s comedies even though they're not options um, and then we're going to get back to the serious brackets when, once Dan is done romping around having his fun. Um, the next the <laughs> next bracket uh, the next bracket that isn't going to include uh, Dude, Where's My Car? is going to include films such as No Country for Old Men, Adaptation, Blade Runner, American Beauty, Training Day, Gladiator, The Prestige, There Will Be Blood, The Shawshank Redemption, Heat, Fargo, Reservoir Dogs, Psycho, Doctor Strange Love, and more. Uh, I'm not going to give it a title this time because I don't want people sighing and telling me I'm not sticking to brand. I'll do whatever I want. What, is uh, this just good movies? Good movies. That's the brand. <laughs> we're doing good movies from here on out. So, um, once we're done all uh, equally voting for Billy Madison, we will move on to um, voting for um, movies that will make us all I argue. Will live and die by the hill of Little Nicky. Um, that movie sucks. It's one of his worst. Um, <laughs> Hands down the funniest. Uh, we have a full list of movies here that we're going to start looking into for next season, uh, some of which we've thought about too much and aren't going to do at all, some of which, who knows, we'll see, some of which are movies like Juana Man, North, Deep Blue Sea 3, The Whole Ten Yards, The Frighteners, Mac and Me, Pain and Gain, and other pieces of garbage. Maybe we'll try to do some good ones. I'd like to try to get Dan to watch Ready Player One at some point. I'd like to watch the Back to the Future trilogy. Dan would like to watch the Cube trilogy. There's a lot of ideas. Um, now that I've mentioned them all in the pod, probably won't do any of them. Um, the only thing I know for sure Cube is that... Cube 2 Hypercube is a, it should be in the Library of Congress. All I know for sure is that <laughs> in approximately one month time, come and check back in, and we're going to be hitting you with Fast Five, our third entry in the yeah. Fast and Furious universe. Cut to one month from now where all we're reviewing is The Floor is Lava on Netflix. Cut to one month from now where the entire country's been shut down, aliens have now arrived, Donald Trump is president again, yeah. we're all dead. I was thinking it would be really funny if, like, our first episode back was dropped on the morning after the election. Oh, that would be fire. Yeah, but we don't. We, we record it beforehand, so we have no idea what's happening. And De- we just act like everything's fine and not like we're being rounded up into concentration camps. 
Listen, if I'm already in the camp getting processed into the oven by then, can you please make sure that this uh, episode you're describing has Josh Boyer as the uh, co-host? Because I feel like topically that's going to make perfect sense (laughs) to bring him back right around election time and stomp all over him when a obscenely, uh, morbidly stupid old man beats another disgusting, obscenely morbidly Uh, stupid old man. No, he hates Trump. Does he? Yeah. Respect. He's 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 a legitimate Salute. libertarian. He's like the one who's like, yo, like we all talk about how we need guns for government tyranny, but everyone's letting the Antifa people be rounded up. That's not how that works. <sighs> Sorry, I misgendered him. No, he's morally consistent. It's fucked. Um, Dan, uh, anything else you want to talk about in the wrap up? Um, is there anything else you'd like to mention about the bracket, the group, anything beyond? I, 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 I like the group. I think we've made a lot of leaps and bounds this season. I, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Dan on Dan Crime, part trois. Oh, God. I need to start writing questions now. I already have. Um, and I, while I have watched many movies during quarantine, I did want to talk about things that I, I've watched, but honestly, most of them were really not great. Um... Uh, the Beach House was a movie that was being toted around as great. It was not. The Rental, uh, directed by uh, James Franco's brother, um, actually was amazing for the first maybe 45 minutes to an hour and 15 and then fell apart. Um, there's a movie that is a found footage movie called Death of a Vlogger that I suggest everybody check out. and was very good. And then there was an hour-long movie that I watched last night called The Host, or just Host, rather, no The. Um, and it was the first movie fully produced in lockdown, during quarantine, on a Zoom. Um, And it was a really effective uh, horror exercise. It was a very fun, if you were into like the first paranormal activity, it's kind of like that, but ramped up to like the 50th degree and was actually a really fun way to spend an hour um, and see some quarantine related content. I hope that when we come back next season, we won't be having any of these fucking problems, um, but I can't guarantee it. Spoiler alert, we will. And I want to leave with one thing that I do think is fantastic that I'm watching right now called Love on the Spectrum. Um, Oh my God, the autism love show on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, and I was going to do like a whole thing about it, but... uh, You were going to do autism blackface. Oh, for sure. I mean, (laughs) ostensibly, yes, that is what I was planning on doing, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say that if you think it's sweet as hell to watch retarded people fall in love get to it ASAP. I passed that on Netflix and I literally was like there's 0% chance oh, Dan and Rachel haven't watched all of it, this it already. It was a, an adorable beautiful uh, series of um, episodes so of comedy check, check Netflix for that lol and uh, <laughs> until then uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, being part of the Movie Blues podcast thank you to my co-host Dan to all the people in the rental zone to all the people uh, such as our spouses who let us do this and don't trust us too much about it we love you all very much yeah. salute and, and and while we while we don't necessarily take everyone's suggestions to heart we do appreciate the feedback and while we are doing nothing, since we are constantly debating what movies to do, if there's some shit you guys want to do, like, people are talking pretty regularly about wanting to do a live situation. I know Dan's been a little apprehensive towards it, but I, I want to figure out the logistics to make it happen. I'm not apprehensive towards it. I just am focusing on getting our episodes done. Um, but in the interim, that would be a great thing yeah. to investigate. I'm definitely into it. Um, Even if it's just like a thing we do just purely during the off season to keep some engagement. Right. But we're definitely gonna we're gonna have to do episodes on the winners of the bracket. 
Yeah, brackets. we're going to get involved with the bracket next season. We're going to figure out how to get things kind of more in sync with the pod and the bracket. And maybe that's what the side pieces will kind of yeah. uh, hover in and around. Um, and, Basically uh, what I'm saying is if you guys have ideas on how to make it better, fucking let us know because, like, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure about you that, like, I listen to it and I'm like, oh, this is something that I did. So it's inherently great and hilarious. But, like, right. from a, that's not objective. Everyone might think it sucks. Right. So just let us know if that's how you feel. Yeah, if we should just, just stop just this. Tell us what to do differently. And just go into if full you on bracket. The James Bond episode shouldn't be three hours long. Like you <laughs> can hit up Rachel and you guys can discuss that and <laughs> and let us know. Uh, I also wanted to talk about the fact that I finished Friends. It was a trite and absolutely <laughs> miserable experience. Almost every episode was a disappointing, unbelievable mess. Uh, the writing was deeply uninspired. The characterization was weak, inconsistent, completely random, and at the whim of whatever audience or studio member was smelly cat barking down their uh, neck at that particular time smelly cat the character of Phoebe is one of the most reprehensibly poor <laughs> friends you could ever see as an example of someone you would want to spend your time with she's not a peace loving hippie whatsoever she's in fact a deeply troubled deeply autistic incredibly mean and incredibly rude person that no one should ever be friends with let, let me run through Ross some characters from friends I want to know your opinion on uh, they're all complete what, what do you fucks. feel about uh uh Tom Selleck. He's the only good character on the whole show. Giovanni Ribisi. He is deeply disturbed on the show. Paul Rudd. He seemed like he was literally being puppeteered by strings. Gunther. Gunther is maybe the only relatable character. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I've seen Friends. Fair. Um, Chandler. Chandler begins as a very funny, almost comedic uh, take on the situation and turns into a schmaltzy, overblown, completely overly sentimental piece of shit garbage. I find Chandler to be a perfect um, embodiment of John Goodwillig, both in terms <laughs> of character arc as well and as sh- weight fluctuation. Yeah, weight fluctuation is the key there. Um, yeah. Other than that, I will be starting Joey soon to see the full uh, story of our characters. Um, are you, are you going to watch then watch episodes? Oh, I've seen every episode of episodes. I love episodes. Okay, that's weird. It's weird, I know. But, I mean, I had seen Friends as a kid. I understood it. Didn't really require having seen it to know that he was playing, A, a dumb character on Friends, and B, had no career afterwards. So right. it, it all tracked. Um, I've seen Lost in Space. It's a gem, but it's, uh, you know, not respected by the community at large. Um, so I it, like Lost in Space. I think it ruined his career, too. He wasn't, like, literally was not allowed to be in a movie after Lost in Space. What about the monkey movie with him? What monkey movie with him? Was it like Dunstan checks in? Or, he was in uh, Dunstan checks in. Hold on. I don't What's know. I mean, whatever you're describing was nothing that propelled him into winning an Oscar. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That film was called Ed. Ed. Yeah. All right. I'm putting that on the potentials for next it's season. It's Matt Matt Blank. Matt LeBlanc uh, could be a world class baseball pitcher if he didn't keep buckling under the pressure. He tries to keep his spirits up after being demoted to the minor leagues um, and loses all hope when he discovers that one of his teammates is a chimpanzee. See, this is like the beauty of the movies blues podcast. That every discussion we have is going to lead to a future episode. So yeah. if you want to see us take down Ed next season, strap in. Dude, this movie is. We're doing it. Fucking bonkers. Fun. I'm going to send you. I want to send you the. <laughs> I'm gonna send you one in, one still, still frame image. How do I send you? Can I send a picture in here? No. No. Fuck. All right. Go on your Facebook chat real quick. And just right. look, I'm, look. I'm going back into airplane. Off airplane. Go ahead. All right. Dan Lyons. That's you. That's me. Still. 
da, 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 da. The crowd loves this. The fan base loves this. Dead Facebook's air really is slow. popular. People love dead air. Gonna edit um, this out. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that's an option. Alright. Just take a look at this blessed image and tell me we're not gonna do this movie. I'm so happy we thought of this. Oh, oh, we're in. We're in. We're in, folks. Oh my god, the monkey is prosthetic, too. We're 100% in. I will see you all on season three. I'm excited as fuck. Dan, you have anything else you want to say to the audience before we go? Yeah. Um, baby. I...